0: Hey there, I'm Lee Rowley, and this is Lee After Dark. Why? Because there's more to being a business leader than just business. Each week, one brave entrepreneur ejects the elevator pitch and tells us about, well, whatever they want to talk about. Today, I have with me a very special guest, Mr. Vinny Dangerfield. Vinny, how
1: are you today? I'm great, Lee, man. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Now, Diddy, the rules are simple. For the next 20 minutes, we can talk about anything you want except business. If you're successful, you'll have five minutes afterward to pitch your full head off. But each time you slip up and talk about your business, you'll lose one minute at a time at the end to talk about your offer. You ready?
1: Sounds good, man.
0: (laughs) All right, great. Then let's go ahead and start the timer. Real fancy stuff here. And go. Who are you and what are we getting into for the next 20 minutes?
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. So uh, just first to let everybody know, because typically this is what ends up happening. Uh, Everybody asks, is Dangerfield really your last name? (laughs) And uh, of course it is. Uh, It's an old family name. I did some research actually. I found out that it's like uh, a French origin. It's like now, I might be butchering really? but it's, yeah, but it's like D'Angorville or something like that.
0: Okay, <laughs> yeah. and I'm hoping you're going to tell us what that means.
1: Uh, just a field of danger, I guess. <laughs> same,
0: yeah, pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, over in, in France, or in Paris, I should say, or somewhere around there. Who knows? Okay. Oregon, but near Paris, I, I don't know.
0: Very, very cool. Okay, so you having a uh, an, an actor's name uh, is none of your doing, uh, <laughs> right, of your exactly. own doing, but, but
1: you—that was a stage name, Rodney's, that Rodney Dangerfield. That was a stage name. That was a stage
0: name. I did not know that.
1: Okay, it was something super basic. It was like John Smith or something like that. But yeah, it was a stage name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I had to do research. Right.
0: Wow. The things you learn. See, this is why we do this. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you, uh, you mentioned several things and just going through uh, your Facebook uh, and some of the things that you've told me, uh, I'm really fascinated by, uh, by your story. You talked about uh, growing up in a, in a single parent household. What was
1: that like and how did that impact
0: what you have become today?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question, man. Because I mean, quite honestly, that's what kind of led me to even researching my last name. You know, so um, I didn't really have any sort of influence from my father for 20 plus years. So uh, my parents, you know, got divorced when I was around two. And then the last time that I had actually seen him was when I was five years old on Father's Day. I had gotten him a mug uh, for, you know, Father's Day, like cheesy, you know, like world's greatest dad or something like that, whatever, and filled it up with candy and he left it on the side of the driveway and that was the last time i saw him
0: oh my goodness i can't even yeah yeah
1: of course right like as a a five-year-old at that time completely devastated confused sad angry all of those things right mm -hmm. um but of course moving forward throughout that you know my mom uh is an incredible woman you know so for you know the rest of my life she was the the breadwinner for our family you know um, I actually have um, a little sister oh several it's complicated buddy Uh, so I I have a little sister that I also grew up with uh, for forever okay Uh, she's 18 she's 10 years younger than me and then I also have come to find out right fast forward didn't really know anything from my other side of the family with my father uh, that he has three kids as well so technically i have four half siblings
0: okay and, it, and it's it's <laughs> taken you over a, a decade i'm assuming or more to to peel back these layers and discover all okay. of this
1: yeah i mean i mean so you know growing up uh with me and my little sister you know um my mom was always working and so really my grandmother um was the 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 person who you know raised me the most uh you know she was a, a huge influence and impact for me in my life um unfortunately you know she passed away 5 years ago oh i'm uh, sorry from various health complications which is why i even got into um my education and and uh professional career was because of her you know and so um it's just lit a, a new fire under me right so i know that somehow some way all of this has been able to come into fruition because you know i i lost somebody who was near and dear to my heart you know and and even you know i i would say that i i was missing out even on that my father you know for so many years but now i have an opportunity where i can not even rekindle just start kindling relationships uh with my other siblings. so um yeah, it's a very dynamic, unique situation and, uh, couldn't be more grateful about it.
0: The fact that you're, you're taking a grateful approach to it is absolutely fantastic. Uh, I, and I can't imagine, you know, it's, I imagine our listeners can't either what that would have been like to be that five-year-old, uh, you know looking at, at, at that gift that, you know, for a that's, that's swag, you know. For a five-year-old, you know, that's that's awesome. You know, to leave that, you know, by the side of the driveway and then never see the. I, you know, we all have things in our lives that other people look at us and go, "How the heck did you get through that?" But you just do because you know we are, at our essence, I think, uh, uh, an urge to survive, an urge to uh, to continue, uh, and to do better. So the the fact that you have come so far speaks volumes, and it sounds to me like you, what what your grandmother did for you and, and taught you is continuing through what you're doing for yourself and for others.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a hundred percent, man. Yeah, I mean, that's
0: fantastic. Uh, awesome.
1: Yeah, she she had such a caring, gentle, kind heart, and um, you know she would she would literally uh, do anything for you, uh, like quite honestly, just like you ask her and, and she would move mountains to do it, you know, and I, I think that's where I now have, have also realized and, and just using that, that form of gratitude that we just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, I totally acknowledge like from, from the outside looking in from your perspective, right, like it would seem really challenging for, uh, you know, a five year old to get through all of that. Sure. Um, and so, yes, of course, uh, it was challenging, but looking back now and even having just a more mature perspective on life, right? Like, dude, I'm still super grateful for even, right? Like, like I could be angry and upset and all the other things, but because I still have breath and I still have able limbs and I still have, you know, my knowledge, my wisdom, my family, my connections, Mm -hmm. you know, opportunities, that other people don't traditionally have, um, I just fall back into massive gratitude, man.
0: That's awesome. that's awesome, you know. And and what you were talking about when you mentioned breath, that really struck me because, like, she, to me, that's synonymous with life. Uh, you know, it's in like, you know, fact the Sanskrit word Nirvana means to blow out, to exhale. Uh, you know, so even even that, the the, the state of 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 being. Uh, you know however you want to look at at nirvana is just you know it all comes down to the breath and so that you know for me is is life and i you know i think that that's you know what what you're telling me is just you know really you you are that you know that continuance that that legacy you are uh responsible for doing something with whatever you're handed because it's not always up to us yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about this competitive streak of yours that I've seen uh, as, as, a, as kind of a mantra throughout uh, your social media and the things that you've told me. In fact, I have a quote there really that stood out. You said, to live life like a champion, you have to be connected, convicted, and committed. And I wondered if you could tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that question. Um, I mean, really, this goes back to then, uh, even growing up, right? Uh, you, you just at this point where you just have to fight. Okay. And so for me, um, I had uh, an interesting childhood as well, right? But it, it, kids, kids don't know what, what they don't know, right? right? And then they're only ever shown or they never experience what's immediately in front of them, right? <laughs> so. Uh, for me you can't really tell now I'm uh, my hair is getting darker but I had bright bright orange red hair growing up okay uh, and I hadn't grown in, I hadn't grown into my ears I hadn't <laughs> grown into my ears quite right and so um you know uh there was a lot of bullying you know teasing harassment all, all of that stuff you know and I think that truly led me into what later I've defined as as a championship mindset. Okay. Um, I absolutely could have been just victimized and beat uh, down and and just completely saddened and depressed from all of those past experiences. And mind you, it took a while to again build that awareness as to understanding how those experiences before led into. uh, you know, these self-limiting thoughts or beliefs as so like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy and mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z, right? So through my process um, of of just experiencing those things in life and then also growing up in, in Taekwondo and being a third-degree black belt, um, uh,
0: that okay,
1: truly catapulted me into just constantly fighting and not physically, but like, fighting to just create as many wins as possible in my life, right? Like it wasn't just about, um, you know, winning a gold medal at a tournament or, or, or winning a championship title. It was just about winning in general, being the best that I ever, ever could be. And so now I've been able to formulate and articulate it into living a championship lifestyle. So professionally right now, I, I do obstacle course racing. Uh, that's <laughs> my passion. And, um, you know, I've done really well in that sport over the past five years. And, you know, I I was trying to figure out, because there was a point also where I wasn't accelerating. I still think, like, we'll never truly see our fullest potential. I think that's, like, the game. That's just my personal opinion. We'll never actually achieve, like, our fullest potential. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, for for me now, also just – for where to things, uh, I, I was to figure out. Okay, well, if I'm accelerating in this area of my life, but I'm not accelerating in this area, w- what's the difference? And I was able to narrow it down to those three components of living a championship lifestyle with a championship mindset. Was um, being connected. Uh, being connected is is simply being connected to the to the mission and the vision and the purpose, the drive. Okay. Um, a lot of people. You know, if they're talking about weight loss or if they're talking about relationships and they're saying this isn't working, that isn't working. And just talking to them, I'm like, well, what do you actually want? And they're like, I don't know. I hear that often. You know? mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why that they're not getting the results. They're just not even connected to what they truly want. Right. So once you get clear on that, uh, you've got to be convinced or convicted or sold on the idea that not only that you can do it, But also the process, like if I'm not sold on on the training for an obstacle course race, then I'm most certainly not going to manifest the results that I truly want and desire. Not only that, but if I'm I'm, if I don't have the even belief in myself to do the work, if I don't actually believe in myself to to wake up (laughs) at 5 a.m. and go run or go work out, then of course I'm not going to. So when you overcome that, uh, you've got to be committed and so even even time and time again when you don't want to wake up early or maybe when uh, you don't want to have those difficult tough conversations with a, a loved one in a relationship right mm-hmm. you still want to choose that championship lifestyle by being committed and commitment I see as creating that promise. and when you make a promise it's it's an unconditional Um, commitment of doing whatever it takes okay that's where I've seen creating that that championship lifestyle
0: that's awesome that's awesome Um, a couple of thoughts that that came to my mind when you talked about being convinced of the success and convinced in terms of believing in yourself I always look at the fact that if somebody says they can't do it I say how do you know it hasn't happened yet you know, uh, it, it, it's how, how do you know? I can, I can wake up uh, in the morning and say, wow, this is going to be a terrible day. How do you know? You know, or I could say, this, it's, it's, I, I could just assume it's going to be a great day and then I'll tackle it with a little more fervor and a little more uh, appreciation. Right. Uh, but if I wake up and say, it's going to be a terrible day, I don't know. It, it could be, but right. like, if, if I start out in a bad mood, there's a, much better chance that it's going to be a terrible day right Exactly. so it really comes it comes down to creating creating what you get through your attitudes and beliefs 100 percent. that's cool man well that is awesome and the other thing that i wanted to, to touch on is you mentioned you had a third degree black belt in taekwondo so i, I wow the the people that that this show has attracted. Uh, I got my second degree black belt in Taekwondo Song mun Kwan, uh, at age 18 and then got off into college and other things that we won't talk about here and didn't go any farther than that. But, uh, those years, those formative things, those still influence a lot of what I do now and you know, how, you know, how, how I'm able to manage business and home life and everything. So, uh, you know, in your experience in martial arts, is there is there any element of that in particular that you felt has been p- beneficial to you?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, was,
0: I know all of it, but, you know.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's so many points. I actually just <laughs> messaged my uh, uh, master instructor last night. No kidding.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, just to create some, some vulnerability and a little bit more, context as to who I am and, and why I do the things that I do my my grandfather was also a huge inspiration for me so my grandmother you know was was uh the one who just took care of us you know she did the 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 nurturing right uh right. but okay. my grandfather was was the one who really got me into sports and you know he and I would go out and play baseball and and all oh, that. okay he basically taught me like the the way of life the actual tangible action items you know and um, okay. unfortunately, uh, he, he suffered from a, uh, a, a head trauma uh, accident a couple months ago. And Aww. so uh, my family and I have, have been going through his, his journals and everything. And we actually found um, our student Creed from Taekwondo. Because he's also a yellow belt. I got to, I got to okay. um, instruct him and, and teach him uh, to earn his yellow belt.
0: Oh, that's very cool.
1: And, you know, this is something that he journaled, what, 14 years ago. We saw that there was a newsletter from 2000. He's had this, you know, and then he cared so much about it. Um, And so for me, uh, that that one tangible thing um, is just doing the things that you least expect that you can do, right? Like, my grandfather probably never thought or imagined that he would be a yellow belt in Taekwondo. Like he never, he never imagined that, you know, or I, I never, never would have thought that I could actually in, instruct him. Any infinite possibilities that we just don't know. There is a waste of energy to think that we can't do certain things.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And uh, do the things you least expect you can do. That's definitely going to be one of the uh, quotable quotes from this episode. I really appreciate that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and you know, obviously, what your what your grandfather taught you in terms of, of sports and, and has has been invaluable to you as well. So it's, it, it sounds like it's been quite a journey. And you say, if I'm doing the math, you're 28. Is that right?
1: a great great deduction
0: there okay yeah hey i can do simple math you know (laughs) yeah i came in just after the abacus and just before the personal computer so you know i still have some of those basic skills so all right we got two minutes left actually a little less uh so we're doing fantastic the last one one final thing you gotta tell me about you said you started a fraternity what the heck was that all about
1: oh man yeah so uh I started a fraternity back in undergrad. Okay. Uh, They'd gotten kicked off campus, actually, for for not living their motto, ironically, which was being a true gentleman.
0: Oh, Uh, wow.
1: It actually attracted me so much uh, to it, you know, like Uh thinking back, you know, now having a little bit more context as to growing up without this father figure, um, traditional father figure, I should say.
0: Okay.
1: You know, I saw my grandfather and even my great grandfather growing up. Uh, be true, job. And so, uh, I was really attracted to that motto and that mission through my fraternity. And I was like, I still want to be a part of this organization. And so, again, through connection, com- uh, conviction, and commitment, basically, okay. uh, you know, just continued reaching out and, uh, you know, staying um, engaged with that organization to want to bring them back. And we're up to like 50 members now, and they've. They've gotten, you know, top uh, GPA awards multiple times, philanthropy and, and stuff like that. Uh, so that's been a, a huge passion of mine that I was, again, least expecting. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to be like that stereotypical, quote unquote, frat guy. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Peter you know, uh, ended up realizing that being a part of a fraternity was, was the best decision because it truly allowed me to uh, show up in a completely different way of being a, being a true gentleman.
0: That's really awesome, and and I appreciate hearing that. Uh, you know, I, I was curious about that, especially when you talked about you know having some of the things you went through in your childhood, with you know maybe not being accepted, and being bullied, and things like that. Uh, I had similar experiences going through school, and it kind of led me in the other direction. In college, I looked at fraternities and went, eh, "No, we're not doing that." Um, and, and none of them would have me anyway, so it really didn't matter all that much. Uh, but it, it's it's just interesting that that even going through that experience, you created. Uh, a community for good and this seems to be a, a just a common theme through your life that you are taking it challenges and transforming them into doing good so i really applaud you for that that's awesome I that. I mean, that means a lot. Yeah, absolutely well you have uh been successful here you've met the 20-minute challenge uh and and didn't breathe a word about your business so here's what we've got are you are you ready to transition to the to the next thing here uh, yes yeah, buddy you got uh, as long as you want up to five minutes to pitch your full head off. Nice. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. going me get the timer up here just to keep us both honest. And go.
1: So I'll, I'll start off with this. Uh, you, you just brought up about how transformation has been kind of a theme for me uh, mm-hmm. in my life. And I would completely agree. Uh, Aristotle defined physics actually through transformation. And he said that transformation is turning possibility into actuality. Ooh. And I so, dig it. yeah. Uh, and that's really where I found my, my passion was not only transforming my life, but also allowing um, and, and giving people the opportunity to transform their lives uh, through their fitness and their mindset. Nice. Uh, typically, whatever we believe, we achieve right? And so if we only ever see ourselves as unhealthy, um, unfit, unloving, uh, unproductive people, then we will only ever create unloving, unproductive results, right? And so, you know, for me now, um, since I started my fitness and mindset coaching business three years ago, uh, it's called Mesomorphics. I've been able to transform people's, people's lives that in a way I never, again, expected. Right. They're they're not only completely redesigning and reinventing their health and well-being, but now their relationships are flourishing because they feel that much more confident in their clothing or they feel that much more confident in a boardroom because now when they sit up against the desk, they're not thinking about their belly. Right. Like it's it's incredible to to hear and see just the little things that just make the world the difference. Uh, and so for me now. Uh, I just continued to provide them you know with the the fitness planning and the meal mapping uh and then the accountability and then specifically the mindset mastery
0: awesome um, is is that something you do online or in person or is it a combination yeah,
1: so uh that's a great question too so i I basically do uh, like i would say ninety percent online okay um for the clients who are more local i'm I'm from columbus so um if they can if they can make the drive to me, I, I'm more than happy to to train them in person as well.
0: Columbus, Ohio.
1: hmm That's right. Yeah,
0: that's where I am. So. Exactly. Yep. Very yeah. cool. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Very cool.
1: hmm I mean, that's that's really much it, man. Um, you know, one other thing too with that, right, is not a lot of people are also then familiar with obstacle course racing, and again, that's what I mentioned earlier that I mm-hmm. that I do. Professionally, and so what I've been able to do now is transition them into again something that they least expected. They're coming in here and they're like, "All right, Vinny, I'm ready to lose some weight, buddy." I'm like, "Awesome, we're also going to get you on the course." They don't know this, (laughs) mind you, at the time, right? But like that's that's like the underlying goal is to um, show them how you do one thing is how you do anything, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can overcome an obstacle, a challenge, a barrier out on the actual course during a obstacle course racing event, uh, you just create that much more evidence that proves that you can absolutely overcome any obstacle challenge or barrier in your life. And yes. so when they're you know starting their journey off, they don't necessarily see the long-term vision, right? And it's my goal as their coach uh, to bring them closer towards that, uh, to inspire them uh, to take action in a completely different way than they, that, they, that they had expected, so
0: that's really cool. Uh, do you have a favorite transformation story?
1: Oh gosh um, favorite one man that that's almost like uh, asking somebody like who's your favorite kid right yeah,
0: <laughs> I know I know
1: <laughs> I mean I'm so proud of all my clients, man uh, well, actually, so i I just went international uh, last year, okay. Uh, so I I have a couple clients up in Canada, but the the one um, has been working with me for over a year now, and he just went from uh, a zero. Uh, he he just like paid to race basically in the world championships, like they have an open heat. Uh, whereas this year he actually qualified and had a hundred percent obstacle completion. Wow! So like that's phenomenal. Was, that was a, yeah, that was absolutely amazing, man um to to hear and see just his expression i mean it was it was amazing it it, it just lit me up man
0: honestly it, it makes what you do worth it i'm sure exactly. exactly honestly cool any last words
1: um any last words so i i would say for anybody out there uh if you want something bad enough do it cuz tomorrow isn't guaranteed
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Uh, Those of you listening, uh, uh, be sure to check out Vinny at its uh, metamorphics.com. We'll we'll get the link up uh, uh, in the description here. Um, I've already been to the site. I'm just going to make sure to double check on the spelling, uh, make sure we send everybody to the right place. Um, And and is there any place else they can find you that you want to direct people to?
1: Yeah, it's V I N N I E Dangerfield um, on Facebook, and then Mesomorphics, M-E-Z-O-M-O-R-P-H-X, also okay. on Facebook, and then you can follow those same handles as well on Instagram.
0: Fantastic! Go check him out. This is fantastic stuff here. Well, we're out of time. If you found Lee After Dark more entertaining and relevant than most of the drak out there, give our hosts over at IPMnation.com some love or subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, iTunes, and wherever the heck else we put this show. righty Until next time, this is Lee Rolley with my new friend Vinny Dangerfield. Be present and be well.